The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown to zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. Today, we're speaking with Julie Cielo. She's the founder of Firm Fatel, the world's first probiotic mocktail company. And she joins us today to talk about gut health. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. So this is a really cool company, and there's actually a lot that you know about gut health, and we're going to get into a lot of different things here. But first of all, can you tell us what is a probiotic mocktail? Yes, absolutely. So I created this social beverage as an alcohol alternative for people with diseases like autoimmune, uh, candida, food allergies, gut health issues, people that aren't able to drink alcohol or have sugar specifically that are looking to, you know, have something in their hand when they're socializing. So people aren't asking them if they're in AA or if they're pregnant. Yeah, that's a great, a great thing. And even, you know, I think a lot of people over drink anyway, in a lot of circumstances. I know I've drank a lot of alcohol when I was in university and stuff. So I think like I see a bit of a shift with the younger generation moving toward less binge drinking and kind of taking care of ourselves a little more. So I can see that fitting in with like Gen Z and stuff pretty well, I think. There is definitely a movement upon us, Laura, and it has been beautiful to watch because back in 2015, when I was at the on the stage in BevNet uh, and used the word social beverage, uh, people looked at me like I had three heads, but you know, back back in the time I was growing up in my 20s, it was a very bro culture where people were like, well, you know, why aren't you drinking? And uh, you would be bullied into alcohol consumption. And those days, fortunately, are coming to an end where there's a lot more non- non-alcoholic drinks uh, merging into the market. And it's just lovely to see this world of sober curiosity blossoming. Yeah, I th- I think that's really great. And not only is it not damaging our our liver and doing these things that, you know, binge drinking can can do, of course, but the probiotics are really good for us and uh, you know a lot about gut health. So, why are these drinks good for us? Well, I mean, the most important thing is to eliminate sugar from your diet. Uh the pathogenic yeast candida is is rampant in our society because of the amount of sugar that is in almost every consumer packaged good. It's it's quite alarming whenever you think about the average American having, you know, 12 pounds of of sugar in their diet. I believe that's a yearly basis. It could be more than that, but sugar is the devil. <laughs> so that's that's first and foremost and you know, you need sugar whenever you're fermenting. I know that you do fermenting, Laura, uh, on your on your property, which I think is awesome. And as you know, you need two different types of uh, of of organisms to make fermentation happen. It, either you need salt or you need sugar, right? 
and then yeast is pulled from the environment to create the fermentation process. That's the irony of this product is that we need sugar in order to feed the bacteria and yeast. And then in turn, during their digestive process, they spit off all these naturally occurring compounds like B vitamins and uh, uric acid, lactic acid, all these different digestive acids that aren't found anywhere else in nature. So I love the metaphorical irony of this whole mechanism and how it works for us instead of against us. But probiotics are one component of gut health, good bacteria. You also need live enzymes and these digestive acids that I speak about, and also prebiotics. If you don't have prebiotics in your diet, your probiotics don't have anything to feed off of. So I'm talking about fiber specifically. And that's why, you know, eating sauerkraut and kimchi are incredibly good for you because you're not only getting the fiber of the, the vegetables, but then you're also getting the good bacteria from the fermentation process itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. And when I started fermenting, I was like, Ooh, I don't really want to add all this sugar, you know, so I'm putting all this sugar in, but then the reality of it is, and correct me if I'm, if I'm not right here, but that, yeah, all the little kind of things that are eating it, they eat it. And then the sugar's kind of gone, right? Well, not all the time. So that's why you know, your traditional kombucha products on the market, I, I would say we're not even competing with, with those products because they're, they're loaded with sugar. And but that's added sugar, right? Like it's added afterward for taste, isn't it? Oftentimes they do add in additional sugar, but you, you know, the, there's still organisms in there that continue to eat it, but mm. they're putting so much sugar in so it's palpable for, for the consumer. We don't do that. We ferment all of the sugar out of our product intentionally because we're looking to, for the consumer to have an alternative to sugar and alcohol. So mm. that's why we, we, we say we don't even compete, compete with, uh, other kombucha brands, um, because we make a product called shrub bucha. So shrub is a vinegar based fruit juice. It's a drink that old timers used to drink before soda was invented. And my grandfather from Italy would talk about the peasants out in the fields drinking these vinegar-based drinks to cool themselves off in the summer heat. So I took the shrub and mixed it with a kombucha, but we go to great lengths with our R&D to remove all of the sugar from our product. So that's what really differentiates us is not only you know are we raw, live, and organic, but there's zero net sugar in our products. So you can have a mojito, a Moscow mule, a cosmopolitan and a margarita with zero guilt <laughs> because there's no alcohol and no sugar. And that, and that's really what sets us apart. That's amazing. And, and the shrub that you're talking about, so that's the vinegar drink that people used to drink a long time ago, right? Yes. It's not a bush. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people they, they think, oh, what, what doesn't make sense. Why are you calling this, uh, a, you know, shrub bucha bush drink? <laughs> I, I try to explain to them, no, it's actually, you know, something that was popular. And then just food is very similar to fashion and things come back in fashion again. And about oh, 10, 10 years ago, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the trend for shrub coming back and I, I heard the stories of the vinegar based drinks for so long. And uh, so shrub really became repopularized in the bar scene 
about 10, 15 years ago. And that was right around the time that I got sick with a debilitating autoimmune disease is what they were calling it uh, and fell ill, was bedridden for six months. And uh, during my illness, I had gone to a Dave Matthews concert and was sitting there eating a salad without dressing, literally like a rabbit and was in horrible pain, not just because of what I was going through personally, but because I could not engage and drink alcohol with the people around me. And I felt super isolated and alone. And that moment of isolation and in, in feeling left out is actually what inspired Firm Fatale. Wow, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you about your immune disease, because I don't know too much about it. I just before I forget, um, I'm wondering what they made the shrub out of like what kind of vinegar because I just have some Oh, do you know, I I actually if you go on firmfatale.com slash dirty dozen, I have an entire page on there that I educate folks on 12 different drinks from around the world shrub is one of them. And you'll see the origin story of shrub um, how to make it, recipes, etc. But basically, you create the vinegar with fruit. So it's it's a fruit vinegar that you create. So if you, I don't know what kind of fruits you might have there end of season for harvest, but you could take your fruits with water and sugar and leave them. And what will happen, just like anything, ev- everything turns to vinegar eventually. <laughs> um, that's how shrub is made is by creating a fruit vinegar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just let the process continue to happen and continue to happen until all the sugar's gone. And then we sweeten with monk fruit and add uh, fresh kombucha to it. And, um, you know, so there's multiple kinds of organisms in our shrubbucha that make it, um, you know, superior to, uh, to just regular kombucha. I have some apple peels in my cupboard right now. I have three jars of them. So I picked some apples from my aunt's tree and then made an apple crisp and some applesauce and then uh, took the peels. And then, yeah, I just, if you're listening and you want to try it, um, you just put some sugar in there. Like, so you put the peels in, fill it with water and then add some sugar. And you might want to Google a recipe because I don't use recipes for anything and I should. And it really bothers people that I don't. So if you're a recipe person, just Google it and I'm yes. sure you'll find a good recipe or or check out Firm Fatale and, and see how they're making the shrub and then try it because it is really easy and uh, really healthy, right? So yes, and you can awesome. make cider, Laura. You could also make cider. I've never tried making cider. I we should. Have, You're right. You have a recipe uh, or or switchel. You'd have to let your apples turn to apple cider vinegar first. But uh, there's many options for apples. Uh, so I would I would definitely encourage you to look up switchel and cider on our Dirty Dozen page if you have that many apples. Nice. I yeah, my aunt does, but I've I've planted I planted about thirty this spring, and some of them are doing pretty good. So I'm hoping that you know in ten years that we have an orchard. So we're really working hard on that because um, a lot of the fruit trees around. I don't know how it is in your area. I think you're in California, right? I am. Yeah. So I'm sure there's like lots of fruit trees there. I think you produce like more fruit than anyone else in the United <laughs> States. Eighty percent of all of the the country's produce comes out of the California Central Valley. Wow! Yeah, that's pretty amazing. 
Um, so I think like around my area, a lot of the apple trees are from like 50, 100 years ago, and they're all kind of dying and people aren't replacing them. So if you're listening from Canada, it's a good idea to try and get some fruit trees going because they're important sources of nutrients. And then you can do all kinds of things with them like apple cider and apple vinegar and all these things, right? So um, it's really nice to have some fruit trees around. But anyway, I want to get back to what you said about the autoimmune disease, if you don't mind talking about it a little bit, um, because I find that a lot of people who are interested in gut health had something go wrong in their health and then they had to figure it out so I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering like how did you figure out that it was something in your in your gut well this has been a long arduous journey I have to tell you I, I I was a child that had to take papaya enzymes I didn't digest my food very well um I there was a lot of um childhood abuse and really because there there's a separate nervous system in your gut you know, if you're subject to stress and trauma, it's virtually impossible to have a healthy digestive system because the nervous system within your gut gets fried. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like our health really doesn't, it starts in our gut. So it's not always food related is my point is the gut brain connection is real in children that are undergoing a lot of stress, they can have the most perfect diet, you can give them organic everything, and they could still end up with gut issues. So I just want to make sure I start off by saying that really gut health does start in the mind. Um, But secondarily, uh, I was misdiagnosed, I was, I was on the colonic table with a colon therapist, and I was trying to become the cleanest person in the world to process old childhood uh, trauma. And instead of going to therapy, I thought I could work it out through colon therapy. Basically, I did not get any help from any Western doctors and spent $5,000 cash out of pocket and didn't get anywhere until I ended up going to uh, a naturopathic doctor who tested my stool. And he said, well, you have a really bad case of H. pylori, which is a bad bacteria, uh, and intestinal candidiasis, which is candida overgrowth of the pathogenic yeast. And that's all they told me. And they sent me home with with virtually no help. And that's whenever I realized that I needed to take my health into my own hands. I got a degree in natural health studies from home, took me a couple years of nursing myself back to health. I started getting back to my roots. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania with an Italian immigrant grandfather, very similar to how you're living, Laura, on on the land. Um, you know, we fermented everything. And so I knew I needed to get back to my roots and get some good bacteria back into my system. But I was also taking different strains of probiotics and doing everything I could to get myself back because I literally couldn't eat anything without being buckled over in pain. And after all these years of struggling with my gut, last year, I was finally diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus. I had mono as a kid. And looking back on it now, I realize that I might have actually been having some sort of issue with the Epstein-Barr that triggered vitiligo, which is depigmentation of the melanocytes of the skin. Here, I was a massage therapist at the time. I thought I picked up a, a, a fungal skin, fungal infection. And here it was vitiligo. And, you know, I asked them, why do I have vitiligo? And they said, well, you have autoimmune. Well, what is that? 
oh, your body's, your, you know, your, uh, your immune system's attacking your melanocytes. Well, why? <laughs> why is that happening? Well, I'm so sorry to hear all of this. It must have been very difficult. And you're right about the gut issues with uh, with mental health. And so we see a lot of mental health issues up here and they seem to be increasing. So mm -hmm. I would assume that with our increase in mental health issues as a society, that we're also going to see an increase in, um, in gut health problems because you know, there's a uh, life can be depressing out there sometimes. So I think it's really good that we take care of our gut and do what we can to eat really good, healthy food. And it's so easy to grab a bag of Doritos and, you know, um, a pop or like a case of beer or something. And it's just as easy to fall into depression and feel like life is happening to you instead of life happening through you and for you. So I always yeah. tell people, you know, instead of being so focused on what you're putting into your body in, in regards to food, really think about the thoughts that you're sipping on all day long, because those thoughts really are more important than eating organic. I mean, of course, eating organic is good, better for our planet and all these things, but, you know, people don't see your thoughts so you can cover them up and live in internal pain. And to me, that's, that's really where folks, um, including myself, uh, you know, have needed to start is by really evaluating, is this thought serving my best interest? And, um, and in doing that, you know, sitting and meditating and listening to your thoughts and, and starting to clear, clear the field of negative core beliefs that can make a huge impact on your gut health. And also, you know, something to bring up here in regards to why we're seeing so many gluten intolerances and all these d different food allergies pop up. A lot of it has to do with what Monsanto has done with the spraying of glyconate in our world and um, educating ourselves on, you know, uh, growing our own food and taking as much control of the toxins that we bring in, whether they be in the form of negative thoughts or, you know, pesticides on our food. Yeah, I just learned that whole wheat actually can have more glyphosate on it because they spray like the whole part of the wheat and it's more difficult to get it off than the process that would make white bread versus whole wheat. So I, that was kind of a shocking thing um, yeah. to find Indeed. out. So this world can, can feel heavy living in this world can feel heavy at times. And, you know, there's just so much that we don't know. Yeah. All that stuff is really connected and, and it's nice to have a conversation about how our mind and our gut are connected. And I, I served in the military for almost eight years and I went through a lot of trauma and mm it was a lot of mental health trauma, but then I would see it in my stomach. I have a normally flat stomach. I'm in pretty good shape. But then if I would get stressed out, like if I'd be around other people that made me feel uncomfortable, my stomach would just go whoosh and like go out to the size of a basketball. And I had people ask me like how far along I was in my pregnancy. And I'm just like, I'm not pregnant. Like, but it really stuck out. Like it, it was very weird. I've had moments like that. And 
it, you're absolutely right that, I mean, that was your, your body's response to the mental stress. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, but it was interesting to see the gut connection because I didn't I didn't know there was one to be honest until I saw it happen to myself. So if you're listening to this, uh, maybe maybe you can see that there is a, a connection without having to experience like the bad parts of that connection and and remember to take care of yourself so that you don't have to go through you know these these things or if you are going through them, you know maybe diet will help practical solution I could give anybody that's listening right now would be just to put one hand on your heart and the other hand on your gut, the center of your belly, close your eyes and just breathe, breathe into the knowing that you are a energetic being having a human experience that's temporary and that you are loved and you are love. You're a white light all encapsulated in love and surrounded by love and and just sit in that knowing as you breathe let your body breathe you instead of you breathing your body because that's the one thing that never changes is the breath that's the one thing that's consistent and just allowing the body the mind and the belly to relax in that deep knowing that you are love you can heal yourself in an instant by just relaxing into that deep knowing. So I hope that helps somebody because I've been in moments of my life where to come to the rock bottom realization of what I had and what I, what I was meant to do, which is what I'm currently on, you know, doing firm fatale. Um, it's come out of a lot of struggle, but we all have a higher self. That's the, the, the voice of reason whenever you need it. That, that is so, you know, I mean, I would say that I personally drink more whenever I feel lonely, whenever I forget my truth, I reach for alcohol at times or have in the past, especially going through divorce, et cetera. Um, you know, whenever I felt alone and isolated and different and left out and all these things that a lot of people right now specifically are probably ha having their feeling. If we can all remember that we're never alone, your higher self is always there for you to have conversations with to, um, you know, and that's whenever the most brightest and brilliant ideas can come. The only way you're going to hear that voice is by getting super quiet. Which is a hard thing to do sometimes, right? Because the world is so noisy. And before COVID, like I think COVID really made people slow down. But before it was like, just go, go, go for a lot of people, right? Wherever you're at, if you're in Australia or Canada or America, just know that you're not alone. We're all connected through an interweaving network of energy that cannot be destroyed, that can only be transformed. So if you want to do something really, really important for others, think a higher thought. Just, just look for a higher thought whenever you're down. And you're not only helping yourself, you're helping the collective. That is one of the most profound things beyond 
composting <laughs> that we can do for the collective. So, you know, whenever I get down and I, you know, I really struggling for a higher thought, I just tell myself, I know that this is temporary and how can I, how can I transform this thought into something that's more life-giving? And it's not always the easiest thing to do, but <laughs> you know, know. it, it yeah. takes practice. Just like it's a lot easier to reach for a beer than to reach for, you know, a probiotic mocktail if if that has been your old habit. So if your old habit is to sit in what I call your dirty diaper of depression, it's just <laughs> because it's just because it's familiar. But once you start reaching for a higher thought, you start reaching for a probiotic mocktail, you start reaching for things that are better for you, you like the way that you feel and you start to trust your decision-making and it makes it easier to keep making those good choices over and over and over again because any of us can create new habits yeah. So you mentioned composting. So I find it interesting because fermentation and composting are kind of similar, aren't they? Well, composting is the original form of, of, of fermentation. Um, but I just wanted to say that composting is it's the original form of fermentation. You basically are taking your food scraps and letting them rot for them to turn into organic soil. And that is a miracle. That is a miracle. And there's lots of different programs that you can look into in your community. But if you're a homesteader, or you're out there, do what we did growing up and just start a pile. And um, it's all about diversity. So the different kinds of scraps and, you know, coffee grounds and um, cardboard, any kind of, uh, you know, paper uh, that, recycles, you know, it's all about the diversity whenever you're creating your soil, but composting is, is the most single, most important form of fermentation that you can do to make an impact on the environment. It's a huge part of living zero waste. Okay. So I know you're almost out of time. So the last <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you about was your packaging. So you do do glass bottles, right? So was that a challenge? Yes. Thank you so much for asking this, Laura. Um, so the glass has been a struggle because, you know, everyone now is packaging in cans and it's, it's very, very challenging to keep the commitment to glass and not shrink wrap the glass on top of it. But we at Firm Fatale have stayed diligent to environmental sustainability with our packaging. And um, just know that if you get your hands on our product, that there's a lot of, of work and diligence and commitment that has is behind the choices that we've made for our packaging, uh, because it all makes a difference in the end. It all makes a difference. So make sure you're yeah. choosing products that are are committed to to the planet, um, because it, it it all does make a difference in the end. Cans are cool for the environment because they're recyclable, but they have that BPA lining. So I much prefer for my health, for the health side of it, to drink out of glass. And also for for my son, I'd rather him drink out of glass as well because I know that there isn't like a chemical lining. Yeah, um, yeah. I can, I can definitely tell a difference in taste. Um, and that's why I definitely prefer drinking out of glass as well. 
Yeah, and if you if you don't have that lining on the can, then the aluminum can react with the drink, and then it can taste even worse. Um, so the BPA lining is like, it it is there for a reason. It's just I don't want it in my in my gut. <laughs> your son, your son is a, a lucky little boy to have such a knowledgeable and a diligent mother that's looking out for him. So, um, well, thank you. Kudos to you, Laura, for for all the all the wonderful things that you're doing in this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being you. (laughs) Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you as well, because this is great. It's nice to have a nice product that we can put in our bellies. And I like that you're thinking about the social part of, you know, you don't always have to go drink if you're going out with friends or family. I'll have to try it sometime. They sound pretty good. So um, thank you very much. I think we should come up with a coupon code zero waste 20 for all the all the viewers, everyone that's anyone that's listening, um, I know you know we don't ship easily to Canada, but if anybody wants to get their hands on the product, all they need to do is uh, send an email to info at firmfatale.com, mention that they heard this podcast interview, and we will give them zero waste twenty coupon code to save twenty percent off their order, which hopefully will shave off um, the shipping in general to Canada. So. Um, happy to do that. Love, love our, our Canadian neighbors and mm-hmm. uh, want to help you guys get your hands on some Firm Patel uh, Shrubucha as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. So mm-hmm. it's uh, firmfatel.com. Is that the website? Yes. Firmfatel.com. Instagram, it's at firmfatel, all one word. And uh, anybody that's listening, you can always reach out and DM me if you've got any gut health questions. Uh, I'm, I'm here to serve. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you're listening, I hope you learned something about gut health and that you take care of yourself, um, your mind and your body, because yeah, they are all connected. So that was wonderful. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Laura, for having me. That was Julie Cielo. She's the founder of Firm Fatale. It's the world's first probiotic mocktail company. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.